The Gospel scripture this morning is from the 13th chapter of Matthew. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. And the slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. And he answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers. And they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen. Word of God, word of life. Good morning. It's so good to be back. The book of Genesis tells us that on each day of creation, there was evening and there was morning, and God saw that it was good. We are trained from such a young age to recognize binaries like morning and evening, like day and night, like like light and darkness. But what about the spaces in between the binaries? Did God not design and create these in-between spaces as well and call them good? One of the best things about my vacation week at Holden Village was attending a series of lectures by Saskia DeVries, a neuroscientist from Seattle, who shared with us her absolute passion for the visual system and the phenomenon of twilight, that space in between daylight and full night. It turns out that twilight is three full hours long, every evening. And twilight is more colorful and extravagant and essential to the ecosystem than I would have ever imagined. The sun moving below the horizon degree by degree, refracting and scattering its rays as it goes, shifting wavelengths, illuminance, colors of light making objects darker and bluer somehow. 
Certain insects, animals, and birds coming alive, capable as they are of detecting ultraviolet light, seeing details that we with our human visual system simply cannot see. We need science and we need scientists. Our naked eyes cannot perceive the changes and the beauty and the interactions of the created world that take place in a time like twilight, in this place between the binaries of day and night. But they are there, and they have always been there. And God calls these spaces in between the binaries so very good, too. In our parable for this morning, Jesus presents us with another binary to consider, that of weeds and wheat. The line that perplexes me the most is when the householder says to his servants, let both of them, the weeds and the wheat, grow together until the harvest. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. Jesus' disciples would have had every reason to be confused by this command as well because in ancient Israel, the weeds of which the parable speaks were more than just a nuisance like they are to us and our modern-day landscapes. These weeds were toxic, look-alike stalks that intermingled with good grain stealing moisture and nutrients from the earth, choking out edible plants, threatening the harvest, threatening the food supply. As Jesus himself explains, the weeds are in the story are evildoers, sown by none other than the devil. So one can imagine an ancient farmer remarking, what a crazy plan. Why not pluck the bad weeds from the field for the good of the harvest? Early Christian communities who heard this parable must have been equally confused as they argued about who the true disciples of Jesus were and who were not. And we, too, might wonder in our world so beset by the toxic weeds of racism and injustice and violence, why Jesus appears to be telling us to, quote, let go and let God. Must we just sit on our hands and wait on God's promise of divine justice in the hereafter? I'm not sure I'm that patient there's a lot of weeding to be done, including in my own heart. But for some reason, in this parable, on this day, Jesus challenges us to live in the space between the binaries of good and evil. He challenges us to pause, to be cautious in all of our gathering and plucking of the weeds. Truth be told, even as you and I hope and pray to be, in the, to be the wheat in this story, we can probably admit to spending a fair amount of time and energy on the gathering and plucking of weeds. No matter who we are or where we sit, we label and we judge in our own right. 
We have the ability to pinpoint our enemies with precision, disassociating ourselves from those whom we fear, excluding those who unsettle us in some way or who challenge our worldviews. We other, we cut off, we rant, we unfriend. I'm good at that. We dismiss, divide, we cast aside. Us versus them, those people, those racists, those thugs, the bad actors and the bad apples, the misinformed and unworldly among us, the ones we just have nothing in common with anymore. We think we have eyes trained to see the enemy, so we gather up these clumps of weeds and we pitch them in the trash where we can be done with them. But Jesus says, no, not today. That is not your job today. In other places in the Bible and on other days, Jesus sends us out into a hostile world, hearts ablazing with a purse bag and even a sword. But in this moment, on this day, as difficult as it might be, Jesus says, breathe, be, and let be. Look down at where you are planted. Feel security in the way your thick roots descend into this deep earth. Drink and be renewed by the waters that the sky opens up above you. Feed to your heart's content from soil that is rich and good and true. Do not fear those who surround and press into you. Let them be. God will provide a way. The thing I learned about ancient weeds is that they looked so similar to growing wheat that it was very difficult, especially to the untrained eye, to separate them from wheat until they were fully matured. Weed pluckers, even those with the best of intentions, would uproot and damage the promise of good wheat without knowing the difference. When I looked out the back window of my house this weekend, I saw a very unkempt backyard. I think I've mentioned that gardening is not my thing. I wouldn't know a bush from a shrub, an annual from a perennial, a flower from a weed. A couple years ago, my husband spent a lot of time preparing a plot for vegetables and herbs and arranging this pretty garden fence right outside my back window. But busy schedules have gotten in the way somehow, and now a mangy, prickly, prolific mess of weeds is just bursting out of this very delicate fence. Uh, that once contained such orderly plans. I called out to Dave in the kitchen, do you see all those beautiful daisies we have growing out there? He said, those aren't daisies, they're weeds. I was disappointed by his answer until he, an until he added, but do you see how happy the butterflies and bees are out there now? I went outside to take a peek, and indeed, 
they were. And I had this thought that maybe this weed garden that I was unintentionally cultivating was telling me something important about God's promises. Jesus knows that our eyes are untrained to see. And so for some reason today, he asks us to pause and let go of the fears that compel us to cut things down and cut people off. He asks us to try to be together, to forgive one another, yes, to suffer one another, to grow together, to embrace this space between binaries that we all occupy in one way or another. This is not passivity or complacency, but the most difficult kind of work born only of faith in the promise of God's love. Jesus knows our best work in community will come not from binary thinking, nor places of judgment and anxiety. Our best work will come when we feel deeply grounded in Jesus. You, my friends, are whole. You are wheat and you are weed, both. You are saint and you are sinner, both. But you are rooted in Christ, known and good and loved beyond measure. Be nourished, stand tall, and let us grow into this messy and tender work of our baptism together. Amen.